Hello, Waterloo Road fans. It's Tom here, your podcast host. You know why I'm here. I am here to tell you about our Patreon page and all of the wonderful things you can get if you subscribe. You can get our Waterloo Road fan fiction, our Waterloo Road awards, extended versions of all of our cast member interviews, reviews of other school-based TV shows, loads of stuff on the Patreon, which you can get via patreon.com slash Pod. And I would love to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Arya, to Matthew Kumar, to Kat, to Laura A, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Peter, to Alicia, to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Avid Collector, to Joe Buckle, to Sarah Mython, to Matthew, to Helen, to Lottie Smith, to Eve. Thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Maddie, to Laura, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Daniel, to Lou Parsons, to Erin, to Frank, to Emmy, to Tom Percival, to Ollie C, to Helen, who is on Instagram at red.head.red. Thank you to Debbie, to Mel, and finally, thank you to Charlotte. All of your continued support is greatly appreciated by Luke and myself. And if you listening now would love to join that list of shout outs and get access to all of our great exclusive stuff, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson for a new chunk we're here for a new chunk. The third... Ch- this is the last time we will have to do an episode 21. Oh! <laughs> what an emotional... What an emotional day. I'm glad, I'm glad to have brought this to you. The last time. And, well, unless, unless series 13 goes rogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or when we, we finish the podcast and end up doing the bill. Yeah. Look, it's right there. And it's all Series 1, Episode 566. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's a really good segue to the email that I got. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. I do do want to insist on some haste this week, because I brought my laptop over with my notes. I did not bring my charger. (laughs) So unless you have a USB-C... There's every, there's every chance I might get a little bit washy around the end of 21. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's go. Um, so yes, because this email is about what we might do next. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I, I believe the trajectory, I believe we need starring roles in Bridgerton. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> sort of, yeah, I think so. That, that's, I feel that's pretty much all, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. One, one of the two. Yeah. Um, so this email is from Alfie. Hello, Alfie. Alfie says, Hi, Luke and Tom. I'm a massive fan of your podcast and listen while revising. I was just wondering if you would ever do a Lost podcast, as I remember Luke mentioning that he wanted to do a Lost podcast. I'd do a Lost podcast, would you? I would not do a Lost podcast. But it's the best show of all time. Now, I've explained my reasoning for not doing a Lost podcast on this podcast before, and that is, there are several Lost podcasts that have lots of access, have lots of learned people making them, who will do a better job than us. I am not unlearned. (laughs) 
It's a show I've watched I beg to differ. five times. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, is I don't believe we are... Our style, if we, if, insofar as we have a style... <laughs> our oeuvre. Yeah. All right, don't be a <laughs> about it. Um, it's literally what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're necessarily equipped to do a show where broadly everything about it is quite good. Because... <laughs> You know, Lost for the time was the most expensive show ever yes. made. And realistically, I know I'm biased here, it changed the face of television. <laughs> yeah. So the idea of us doing very, this... Very rude of you to talk down Waterloo Road like that. Well, um, <laughs> the idea of us doing something like in this tone about that, yeah. where we just go, wow, so that episode was, was great. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, you're like, yeah, that was good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because that's because like again that's why you, quite dull quite that's quickly. why you need the access because the West Wing Weekly podcast <laughs> yeah. is a, another great example yeah 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 but it's like it's one of those things where they talked about the episode for twenty five minutes half yeah. an hour and then had interviews because the episode was broadly always great yeah. so they just complimented different yes parts this of is it. The, yeah and this is very much the reason when we started this mm. it was the only Waterloo Road podcast yeah yeah there is now at least one if not two others splitters <laughs> <laughs> with respect to us. I don't think we could compete with anyone on anything. No, no. The beauty of this was we did not have to compete. Yeah, yeah. It'd have to be another probably dumb... Yes. ...but miraculously long-running English show. Yes. That that would be yes. where, where, we, where we stuck um, to. Second part of Alfie's email. Bloody hell, there's a second part. Um, if you could create any storyline for the show, what would it be? <sighs> Someone's not a Patreon subscriber listening to the fan fiction, are they? <laughs> Yeah, it turns out what we would do is ruin the show. <laughs> um, I, I, the only thing I could think of was that having just watched the episodes we've just watched with Scout, that I would quite like Scouts to come back as a teacher okay. in the new show because they were literally going to become a teacher, whatever, eight years ago. So it would, yeah, yeah. It would line up very nicely. Yeah, and the actress was on Strictly Come Dancing recently, so she's, you know. There you go. She's she's not doing a Tom Payne and making it big in America, so she's. <laughs> I, I would like them to do, a one shot, okay, actual school blaze. So they burned parts of the school before, right. but I want a one shot tracking Andrew Treneman through fifty un- unfiltered, unedited minutes. Okay, that or a musical episode. I think a musical episode would be excellent. Yeah. I think that would be How, how do you reckon they'd fit that in? So, like, in... Because Waterloo nominally exists in the real world. Yes. So in Scrubs, they had someone had a brain tumour, which made them hear everything in song. That was I, their gimmick. I don't need it explained to me. Really? I'd be quite happy if they just did an episode and they were all just singing and no one ever spoke about it again. That's it. Yeah, so a musical episode. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be well up for that. Mm. Yeah. We so know that, what's his name, Noel can sing Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, yeah. And you know who Lewis Capaldi is now. <laughs> I already knew who he was. I just was not familiar with that very popular song. <laughs> 1.8 billion listens. Yes. At one point, they're going to do Ed Sheeran and go, oh, he's going to go far, isn't he? <laughs> I know Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yes, okay, so that was, that was Alfie's email. Thank you, Alfie. Thank you, Alfie. Right, should we start the episode? Let's do this. <laughs> Horror movie intro. Yes, love it. It's the first thing I've got written. Yeah. It's like, it's like that's the only way they know how to do a cold open. <laughs> it's to go yeah, full horror that. movie. Or hiding a baby in the toilets. But they, even that is done in horror movie style. Well, hiding a Shaky baby can. in the toilets is quite horrifying. Quite really. horrifying. But yeah, horror movie. And, and, and the, the horrifying thing that's happening is someone is looking through some files. Yeah. That's, that's the horror. 
Um, yeah, because my only note is horror movie intro. I have no idea what they're doing. They're looking through some files. I, we, I assume it's the Irish man. The bad, bad Irish The bad, bad Irishman. Who gets full access to the school, sees the files, and goes, okay, better wait out of the school for 12 hours today. Surely no school. No school is going to allow an unknown man in a white van to sit out, and like, not near the gate, outside, like, yeah. on the gates. At some point you go, <laughs> excuse me, mate. Someone, there'll all be teachers out on break time duty. Yeah. <laughs> Why has that man been there for six hours? Uh, that reminds me, because it's like, um, so I was in a pub once watching football. Mm-hmm. So I got in, I had a drink, I had, like, food and whatever, and then this guy came in and sat pretty much adjacent to me. Mm-hmm. And he, he brought in his own Snickers bar and he just sat there and watched the football. Yeah. And the bartender clocked him in a, from a mile off. Yeah, yeah. And he walks over discreetly wiping tables and he just goes, can I get you a, can I get you a drink or anything? He goes, can you get a tap of water? He goes, no, no, we need you to buy something so we can pay for the TV. <laughs> oh, a lovely bit of sass. Beautiful little bit of sass. <laughs> and then he walks out and then he talks to me, he goes, I don't go into his house, do I? No. And he just walked off. I was like, if someone, like professionals, <laughs> professionals can clock someone who shouldn't be there yeah. in a second. And, 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 and teachers with their level of safeguarding training oh. will notice a fight of van parked up. But then, yes, these teachers, if they'd gone up and spoke to him, they would have just invited him in. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Christine and Michael arrive at the school together um, there's some stuff about oh I haven't sorted a new deputy does he need two deputies um, he has previously had two but surely Tom will, will suffice if you don't if you don't fill the role you lose the role mm. it's all about budgets well, well, well quite well, well, <laughs> yeah. Lorraine... one would argue that maybe they could stand to have a few, one fewer deputy <laughs> I don't know. It's just to set up. Yeah, but like Lorraine gives Michael so much grief about his sexual relationships yes. interfering with his hiring practices. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. And day one. Day one. Yeah. She's like, Nikki, I want to sex you. So I'm going to put you in a position of power. Yeah. So we can be closer for more of the sexing. Yeah. Um, everyone now gets a solo head turn. Yeah. Which is quite nice. That feels like the way it should be. Mm. No, we've always had duos, though, haven't we? Yeah, but this time we get a solo one, and that feels right. But no new, no new teachers. No, disappointing. <laughs> they, just, they just can't sign up people. No one wanted to do the last ten episodes of a show they assumed was ending. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael is unhappy with Lorraine because she has hired Nikki to be the deputy. Um, and Michael's like, I want Nikki in the PIU. It doesn't seem like anything stops her from being in the PIU no, for the rest of this episode because Tom, and indeed the next episode. Yeah, and because Tom's still been a teacher for as long as he's of been Of English busy. and PE. Yeah, <laughs> he's very busy. He's got many, many... Maybe that's why they need another deputy because Tom's yeah. wearing so many hats. Yeah, but Nikki's, you know, done such a good job in the PIU because Jodie Allen went to university. Not does she go to university, she went there in the spring term. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, she's just gone to university. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't fill out a UCAS application. She just turned she up. Just, she just just turned up. Yeah. Said, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, Grantley and Maggie are at the hospital. Um. Grantley is keen to get his home dialysis set up. He wants to get back to normal, but the doctor makes it very clear that he can't just get back to normal just like that. Uh, he needs a transplant. Uh, Maggie didn't know he needed a transplant, and of course, she immediately volunteers to be the donor. Yeah, Grantley got to her in like two weeks. Again, we're just right before the toys ruined everything. Aren't we? <laughs> just to tell you a little bit, little story, I'm now on the 13-month anniversary of a CT scan I had on my nose where 
I then got told I needed surgery. I've not had surgery. <laughs> In fairness, dialysis a little bit more urgent, but I'm just making the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he'd gone 13 months without dialysis, he probably wouldn't have survived. Well, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. Is is that because of your problems, or is it because you walked here in the rain? Oh. <laughs> So sweaty outside. <laughs> um, go on then, Tom. Um, oh god, this is e-readers all over again. Oh god. Harley walks in to the unattended uh, breakfast room and says, "I don't even like cereal." Uh-huh. Do you want to tell me in which episodes we see Harley eating cereal? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, no. presumably he has. I'm pretty. Yeah, definitely, absolutely has. Harley's getting some kid of the week style treatment in that breakfast room. Yeah. Of going, we're gonna. We've never like emasculated you in this way before. But we're gonna do it incessantly for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. In that um, Grantley um, hospital thing, when the doctor goes, "Oh, I thought you realised." It's like that's not a sentence a doctor would say. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a full admission of law. I didn't tell you properly. Yeah. Um. So we meet Fergal who is our kid of the week. New bad boy in a bad boy jacket. Well, a very short-lived bad boy I know, bad he wears a bad boy jacket and the blazer over the top. I know Scotland's cold, but it can't be that cold. <laughs> I, and they were there at like six this morning and the sun was up, so it's summer. I was, yeah, I was very surprised. I was complete whiplash by the fact that he was a kid of the week. Yeah, I, I assumed he was going to be our new... Yeah. ...anything. Yeah, a new something. But then Barry never Barry turns up. Of course he does. <laughs> But then we get some very kid of the weeky stuff, though, with the mum saying, no one's going to find us here, don't worry. Certainly not today, of all days. <laughs> not on our first day. Yeah. We talked about, like, names that certain characters have had that are too Scottish, right? Yeah. Fergal is just the... Fergal Doherty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't spend long at the drawing board, did <laughs> It's, it's revealed later that there's a female Irish character called Roisin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got Barry Barry speeding into the school in a car because he drives now. Um, we find out that Connor and Imogen are still keeping their marriage a secret from everyone. Because it's ridiculous. So of course they're keeping it a secret. <laughs> for fear of embarrassing themselves. Um, we meet Robbie, who is now going by male pronouns. Um, uh, Barry, not Keen. Not no Barry, not Keen Barry. No. <laughs> um, Robbie speaks to the um, young man who's Barry's mum. He sexed. <laughs> wow. His um, um, his name is Jack. Jack, football captain. Jack. <laughs> I think it's Jack. Yeah, possibly. And then Robbie just says, "I'm not Casey no more. I'm Robbie." And Jack yeah. goes, "Okay." Imagine what? it. I know. Just Imagine it. What a world. <laughs> Skipping through fields. <laughs> what a world. What a world. I feel very... It's Sean Penn and Dean America. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were going there. <laughs> Just transparent where that was going. Before Twitter got there, it was a, <laughs> land, it was a land of acceptance and gumdrop smiles. Yeah. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, everyone in the goes, all right. Yeah. Shrug. But now the world's flipped. Everyone is Barry, never Barry. Yeah. Yeah. And the minority of that, yeah. all right then. Yeah, that's it. That's it. 
Um, they haven't. I noticed in the staff room they haven't taken Chalky off the brew list yet. Oh, oh that was very sad. Very sad about yeah, that. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't wiped off the Chalky board. Yeah, they haven't wiped it off the Chalky board. They can't bring themselves to do it. Um, Tom Clarkson would definitely make that exact exact pun. <laughs> oh, I guess he's been chalked off. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to sleep with me? <laughs> it's been a while. Tom Clarkson has had sex in so long. <laughs> It's been a while. All right, let's think. Was it the Tory? I think it was the Tory. It might have been the Tory. <laughs> Maybe he thought better of himself after that. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was enough to stop. <laughs> that, that, that was like a, a solemn staring in the in the mirror moment <laughs> when he picked up the picture of his parent the next day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, how could you? <laughs> um. So. Uh, there's some impl- unpleasantness with Barry telling Robbie that he's in the wrong bathroom. And then Fergal comes in and Barry uh, sees that Fergal has some pills. And Barry never Barry is going to score some white mint. Yeah. I know the white mint. It's uh, white mint. I thought it was white lightning. Well, I looked up white mint to see if it was real or something the show had made it's up. just a smint. seems that it's something the show has made up. Yeah. I don't think the show is going to actually name drugs. <laughs> I don't know. They might name drugs. <laughs> And, and Tom, helpfully and supportively, suggests that Robbie could use the unisex staff lose for now. Because yeah. they're making reasonable, non-hysterical adjustments. It's so easy. Yeah. See how easy that is? It's, it's all so easy. It's, this mm. is plain sailing. The other week, I was at Edge Baston Cricket Ground. Yeah. They have unisex toilets. Just, it's not difficult. It's the woke karate <laughs> spoiling cricket. Yeah. <laughs> it is incredible. How far we have fallen in the decades since this was on TV. I know. It makes this, this show actually looks like progressive. <laughs> it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, Incredible. Incredible. I do, I do like that in the staff room, uh, Miss McFall walks in yeah. happy. Yeah. And Christine goes, oh, you must have met someone. Mm. Because the only reason women can ever be happy <laughs> is because they've yeah. met a man. Yeah, she can't have had just a fulfilling trip to Malawi. Yeah. She's done good things and she's felt good about what she's done. Yeah, it's like, oh, you've had sex, haven't you? She's getting laid. <laughs> That's why Clarkson hasn't smiled in three years. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Tom is having a conversation with Fergal, and then Nikki blunders straight into the middle of it and undermines Tom. Um, and Nikki and Lorraine have made the decision that Fergal needs to go to the PRU, and it's all very tense between Tom and Nikki. Yeah, I'm, but like Tom is a bad teacher because if he can't see that kid is on drugs. I know we've seen him take drugs, but just look at him. (laughs) There has never been a more on-drugs child. So, uh, Harley is asking Robbie about the football tryouts. Lula says that Harley would hate football because it's rough and dirty. Harley has been on the team before. Yes. In a previous series. He is established as playing football. (laughs) Just find another way to emasculate the poor lad. (laughs) Honestly, there are other sports. It's, it's it's not hard to remember things, is it? It's not even my job. <laughs> well, technically, well, I guess in the, in the smallest possible sense. In, in the media, we'd say you are the authority on Waterloo Road. God, that's depressing, isn't it? Um, so Grantley is being very belligerent about the idea of taking time off and wants to keep his diagnosis secret from the other staff. Um, meanwhile, because Maggie has been tied up with the hospital stuff, Lorraine has started doing 
the uh, interviews for new catering people mm-hmm. um, who are going to help Maggie out. Lorraine is hiring more catering assistants just a week before they go out to tender for a new <laughs> external catering company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting, isn't it? Um, so Lorraine says, well, none of the applicants have any experience. Um, but Maggie says, that's fine. I'll train this one in front of me now. And Eddie's Mrs. Doherty, Fergal's mum, who offers to work for, for cheap. Which, which which wins Lorraine over. <laughs> what do you mean, work for cheap? We have a minimum wage in this country. <laughs> uh, Fergal sees that his mum is at the school and is mortified by her presence. And then Nikki puts him back in the mainstream schooling, which makes you question what the whole point of the... It was just so she could undermine Tom. But that's not really a story they're telling. No, uh, Tom, I'll be honest with you, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> I didn't think you would. What I do care about is when Lula says the actual words, good boy, Harley. (laughs) Something she has never previously said and will never say again. I mean, I'm too online for this. (laughs) Um, It's just so weird. She becomes his mum. Waterloo Road, clearly not online enough because they are far too progressive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Twitter has not rotted their brains yet. Yeah, just 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 wrote my totally normal response to a, tran- <laughs> yeah. to a trans person in the new episode of Waterloo Road. Now to go on Twitter yeah. and see what everyone's talking about. Yeah. So there's some stuff with uh, Maggie is talking to Mrs. Doherty about Grantley um, and having, you know telling very sweet stories about how they met, describing it as love at first fight. Um, and then we see Grantley deep in thought in the library. And then Harley goes and checks on him because... Nice little bond. NLB. Oh, yeah, I said, Bunchin' and Harley. NLB reference incoming. That is a trademark NLB. Uh, NLB. You know, it, it was in Rochdale the last two the last time these two bonded. <laughs> yep. To be fair, since then, they have lived together. Yeah, we haven't seen it. So the, the, their NLB has continued. NLB. Um... So Harley is, is worried about Grantley being ill um, and he's also stressed at being treated like a baby, which is a fair stress for him to have, given that he just got called a good boy by someone his own age. <laughs> so Barry decides to... Sorry, Barry never Barry. I need to, we need to commit to the bit if we're doing the yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Barry never Barry um, gets Fergal to deal pills for him in exchange for a discount. Um, and then um, Fergal spots... White van man loitering by Barry, the gates. Never Barry got out, got pills, and got them back in so quickly. <laughs> Barry Never Barry is on whatever racket the show needs him to be. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he has a person right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, a little, put a little cool. It is incredible. The, the level of. He would put the Burleys to shame. He Barry would. Never Barry. Um, so um, Harley then gets goaded into buying pills from Fergal. Uh, Dynasty gets paired up with Kevin in a class because they have a storyline coming up. Yes. Um, he she's upset that he won't let her help with a thing because he is being very dismissive of her. Um, but did they actually have this conversation? Because I don't feel like the conversation happens on screen. She just no. yells and says, "Why are you calling me a bimbo?" Well, well, what happens is Christine goes out of the room to talk to Michael mm-hmm. about Nikki, and then when Christine comes back in. Yeah. Dynasty shouting, so we assume the conversation has been had. Yeah. While Michael and Christine, if you're building up to something, show 
show it to us? <laughs> no, they don't do that. I mean, you've got 60 minutes. <laughs> 60 interminable minutes. <laughs> Um, if I want to show us some of the things that relate to the plot, good good Kevin Hunting is so into her. Yes. Which I like. But these characters have never spoken before. But everyone in the room, teachers, other students, talk about them like they've already got this existing dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Press on. Press yeah. on. So, Audrey, in her lesson, she says to the class oh we're going to learn about the, de- the, the depression she turns the lights off and then asks them to write loads of stuff down yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> for, for an authentic experience <laughs> um, so Harley has taken one of these pills and he's answering loads of questions in the class and he's wired I do, I do love how Audrey's response to Harley knowing answers is to go that kid's on drugs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom was staring a kid right in the eyes I mean, nah, I right in the dilated eyes. <laughs> you know, Harley across the classroom is answering questions. Audrey goes, "Yeah, he's on smack." Yeah, um, <laughs> he's, see- on, he's on some to- multiple sclerosis drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good cush. It'll be that white mist. <laughs> um, it's not what it's called. White white mint. White mist. Can't remember. Uh, um, something about the lady doth protesting too much yeah. over there, Tom. <laughs> We've established it's a fictional drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it can't be real. So Just go to the bathroom for the seventh yeah. time during this recording. So we've seen Lorraine drive into the school and look mournfully at the sign, mm. and we learn that the reason is because she's had a meeting with her accountants, and her accountant has suggested that she close the school because it's losing money, because schools should be turning profits year on year. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> of course, her accountant wants to close the school. It's a money pit. No account that would recommend this. You'd have thought that with all the money she's got rolling in from chalk and cheese, that she'd, yeah. be, she'd be all right. <laughs> it's just, and then when she was going to get a school on a sound financial footing, what does she mean? Yeah. Unless it becomes fee paying, <laughs> it's not going to do that. That's not what schools exist for. Yeah. Oh my God. Of um, course, it, like any accountant <laughs> in the world, her, that same accountant would have told her 30 weeks ago don't Lorraine, open a school, whatever don't you do. pay to open a school. <laughs> Which includes a full board, ha- like, schoolhouse. But Lorraine was like, schools are oh, big, big business. business. <laughs> and I know business. <laughs> and I'm going to offer them £5,000 to design a chair. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Lorraine is, like, saying, you know, everyone thinks the school is Michael's baby, but it's my dream too. And she's going on, like you said, about it, how it needs to be solvent. Um, and she's worrying to Nikki that Michael still ultimately sees her as just a difficult kid. And then we see her looking at Grantley's wage information. Oh. <laughs> um, and then she goes, well, he'll be dead soon. <laughs> yes. She doesn't know that yet. <laughs> Something off the balance sheet. Yes. <laughs> I do like the fact that Harley is addicted to drugs after one. Yes. Because he is, he is jonesing for a hit yeah, after yeah. one drug. <laughs> That's white mist for you. <laughs> I would know. Um, so, um, so there's, there's some stuff with Barry being horrible to Robbie again. And then Fergal goes to comfort Robbie. And we think they're going to have a nice conversation. But Harley turns up to hassle for pills. Yeah. And that ends that because Harley then climbs on the roof. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we're doing a storyline here, Fergal and Robbie, but I'm going to climb on that roof. Um, Fergal, you're not here next week. <laughs> I only need to establish a bond with Robbie here. No, I need yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. 
um, so yeah, Harley climbs on the roof, Fergal follows, um, and everyone's like, <gasps> someone's on the roof. And then Harley slips and he's dangling from an aerial. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we call the Denzel Kelly. Yes. Um, and then um, Audrey's uh, companion, Andale, climbs up and saves him. Um also, Andale gets up there so quickly. Yes, he does. It's just like, he's never been to this school before and he either scales the walls like Batman. <laughs> yeah. Or he's just like, he has... He has some knowledge of the corridors. Yeah, yeah. he has an intuition which just goes, I know my way to the roof. Yeah. And Tartley's yeah. superpower is knowing I, his way I, to any roof. I, I can't think of a single building in which I would know the way to the roof. Yes. Not no. a single one. <laughs> no, I'm at the top of the building that I live in and I couldn't get to the roof. No. It's because that's not a thing in this country. No, I just... In America, everyone's in their their loft flats and they walk out onto the roof to talk about romance. Yeah, guns. (laughs) Yes, romance and guns. The the two main talking points in America. (laughs) The First and Second Amendment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine then finds Grantley sort of collapsing in the hallway, goes and sends for Maggie, and Maggie then tells Christine what's happening with Grantley. And there's a bit where it sort of looks like Liberty overhears, but that doesn't really play into anything. I legit thought Liberty wasn't in the show anymore. When I saw her turn up, I was like, didn't she leave at the end of the series? <laughs> it was Jade, wasn't it? Mm. They have been equally involved in storylines. That is not at all. Yeah. Um, so Nikki then finds that Fergal has these pills um, and uh, that they're going to throw the book at him, but then Andale says, you know... I saw Fergal on that roof and he was looking out to the thing and he was clearly scared of something. So there's more to this. Um, and so Nikki says, I'm going to investigate this. And at this point I've written, can scary men in white vans sit outside schools all day? Mm-hmm. To which the answer should be no. No, not in my experience. <laughs> I've, I've sat in a lot of white vans outside a lot of schools and I'm always asked to move. Just, just, it's like a testing exercise, you know, when they, when they run a drill. So the angry Irish man in the white van threatens Barry Never Barry and says, I need you to send a message to Mrs. Doherty. And then Barry gives her the message, which is that this fella wants to meet her or her other boy, who is a sort of golden child off at university, will get it. Yeah. It's Doherty's choice. Yes. So um, uh, Mrs. Doherty then goes and tells Fergal, we've been found. And Fergal is angry because he thought they'd be safe. And then the mum says, I'm going to sort this out. And it turns out that the way she's going to sort this out is by offering up her child to the slaughter. <laughs> oh, I, I told you I'd sort it out. Yeah. I didn't necessarily tell you you'd like the outcome. Yeah. Um, Do you ever wish this show was more of a school show than just a weird crime family show? <laughs> I think because it's a kid of the week, it's all okay. Mm. I just think it would be great fun if the fella outside was connected to Vinny. All the, Bur- all the Burleys. All the Burleys, any of them. It's all, yeah. it's all one set of crime family. <laughs> so Lorraine tells Michael that she's concerned about his relationship with Christine for some reason. Just imagine your boss coming up to you and going, please don't date that person. <laughs> it's just madness. Yeah. Very It's just so weird that Lorraine's saying this when she's quite clearly going to try it on with Nikki. They've had two or three Kiss Me lightings already. Yeah. There's not a lot of kiss me lighting in Scotland. Everything's grey. <laughs> it's more like kiss. It's more like that's why Tom Clarkson's struggling so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> He's like, just looking for the lighting. <laughs> it's more like kiss me um, uh, personal space. 
Yeah. It's, like the, it's like when you get like, you know, if you're within a foot of someone, or someone you kind of, you just have to kiss them really, don't you? Because otherwise... <laughs> the excuse of men throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> Look, honey, I was a foot away. <laughs> it was the lighting, it was the lighting. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> um... So Michael, much like a petulant child would, doubles down and says, well, we're moving in together. <laughs> so how, how's that, Lorraine? And then Christine's just there for that moment. Yeah, as if, as if it has any bearing, though, because then no, later on she goes, oh, so we're moving in together. Cool. Yeah. No. Yeah, you think that would create some sort of tension between them. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it doesn't. No, because nothing matters. Um, Grantley is... Um, angry with Maggie for telling people about um, his medical situation um, and he's been sort of taking phone calls throughout the day and then eventually he admits that he's had a call that she can't donate because she is diabetic and so for her to give up her kidney would pose risk to her. What I enjoy in TV shows and it's, this happens in loads of TV shows someone needs a donor mm-hmm. and if it isn't the one person they know who offers it's no one. Yes. That's, that's it. There's two stories here. It's no donor or it's close family friends. Yes. And that's it. It's it's much like trying to get pregnant. It's first time or never. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Tom and Michael do a bit of pronoun chat about Robbie. And I've just written, good. Because Mike, Mike, Michael gets it wrong and then says, oh, I've got it wrong. This is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly yeah. how it should go. What's that? Healthy space to learn? <laughs> As long as we're going in the right direction, doesn't matter if you fall over a couple of times. <laughs> it honestly is incredible. <laughs> I, my note is, you have to bleep this, it's baffling to watch because this is just a normal f- conversation. It's just totally at odds with the world yeah. that we live in. It feels so bizarre. Yeah, it is two people going, this is something different to what we're used to. Oh, I guess I'll have to get used to it. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, this, you know, it's if ever there was proof that progress is not a straight line, it oh. is. <laughs> so yeah, because if and I think they will, the new show will tackle this at some point. Yeah, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a car crash. <laughs> hey, we might get invited on some news channels. To t- <laughs> just, just you going. I, 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 all I really have to say is that Doc take him the chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Nikki returns to the cooler to find Fergal Fergal is gone Michael then has a conversation with Christine says you know I am serious about us living together um, and she's like uh, you know if that's what you want and Christine says yeah I do want that um, and then there's some stuff with Connor and Imogen talking about wanting to find a place of their own every time they say they're married I, I laugh <laughs> it's funny isn't it it's like, when it's they're, like... they're earnestly having a conversation about getting their own place it's, it's like they're... it was stupid when Chloe and Dante did it it's stupid now it's like they're two medieval noble children <laughs> like they've been betrothed and then yeah, married yeah. off it's like oh you looked at her you have to marry her now <laughs> yeah yeah there's nothing else for it yeah. I need her dad to provide me with grain <laughs> Do you know what? Let's get into it. I don't know how a dowry works. Does the father of the bride put up a dowry so that someone will come and marry her and then he gives it to them? Yeah, I, I think the idea was that it makes your daughter more desirable. Well, at least I've, I've, the show has, in a rather circular way, yes. led me to understand what a dowry is. Yes, I, that's my understanding. I'm not an expert on medieval gender politics. <laughs> And why not? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, to, to be fair, we don't go back an episode to check ourselves. I'm not going back 800 years. No. No. Um, so, uh, Nikki has decided to go with um, Mrs. Doherty to find Fergal. And they're waiting for him at home. Um, and, and she says, uh, Mrs. Doherty admits that they had to leave Northern Ireland because of uh, Fergal's drug dealing. Um, and they had to leave town or Fergal was being threatened with being killed. Um, I like how Fergal's day started out like whether he was going to be in the PRU or not yes and now it ends with him being sold out for death by yeah. his own mother do, do, you, do you find it like funny just how this show like indulges in like just low key like Irish stereotyping oh incredible where it's just like we're supposed to believe that there is a town in Ireland yes where they allow vigilante murder of drug dealers yes and then Nikki and, and us the audience in her place just go yeah, sounds pretty Irish. Yeah, that. That's it. We're supposed to just go. Ah, well, they are. They are Irish. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> small, small town island. Yeah, of course they allow the townsfolk to murder their drug dealers. Yeah. That is that is very much what we're asked to believe. Um, but yeah, she's she had said to Fergal, "Hide at school and I'll pick you up at six But she has no intention of picking you up at six. The evil Irishman will be collecting. How him. do you recover from this? I know. How, like, as a family, how do you recover from that? Yeah. But she so, sold you out. Yeah, Lorraine's still at the school. She sees Fergal like running around, and then she gets sort of captured and intimidated by the scary man. Um, uh, Nikki and Mrs. Doherty then arrive, and Nikki, who is fully now au fait with the politics of the situation, says, "The Dohertys have left town. They're not on your turf." <laughs> <laughs> and then the man says, "Well, actually." Funnily how she's she then immediately became our new North Island North Island minister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the man says, "Well, you know, Fergal and his drugs killed my fifteen-year-old daughter, Roisin." Um, <laughs> and it turns out that that, that Fergal was Fergal and Roisin were together because we'd seen him looking at a picture of a girl at the beginning, um, and Fergal claims it was Roisin who was doing the dealing, not him. Um, and then they re- they resolve it in a way that doesn't really resolve it. The police just turn up and he's yeah. just going with them. <laughs> that, uh, that man has a 15-year-old boy by the scruff of the neck and he's about to murder him yeah. with, we hear, in Ireland, full impunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I hear it's legal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he just sells this stuff and he goes, well, he's got no reason to lie to me, this fella. Yeah. There you go, lad. Crack on. <laughs> and now I'm going to go away to prison. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd. And he goes, excuse me, this is legal in my town. And they're like, oh, oh, sorry, this isn't your turf. Um, but so Mrs. Doherty is talking to Fergal. And as you say, how how do you recover from this? Yes, yeah. um, So I was offered a choice. Yeah. I did give you up, <laughs> but I did come back. Yeah. It's like, but so you, you still gave him up. Just don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Fergal says, I'll fix this. And he hands himself into the police for dealing. Yeah. And then when they ask him why have you done this, he just says, my mum just gave me up to a psychopathic murderer. <laughs> I actually would prefer to be in prison than with this woman. Um, Harley has been given the very convenient week suspension. We always love that. Yeah, very good. Um, so a nurse has turned up at the schoolhouse with the home dialysis machine. So Maggie explains to the schoolhouse kids with speaking roles um, about Grantley's condition. It's amazing now that they've lost like Scout and Phoenix. How few speaking role kids there are at the schoolhouse. Yeah, they've lost Jade, Scout, and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's just how few speaking role kids there are yeah. in general now because they, they there's been no cast overhaul 
No. Between the, these two chunks. Because the, the second chunk they was the, the very weird thing where we seem to be losing a cast member every week. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't do a big exodus at the end. <laughs> to their credit, I suppose, they attempted to give them each an exit storyline. Yeah. Rather than just... They've been doing that for like 13 weeks now. Mm. Now it's just... There's, there's, there are no kids left. There's no one left. They've taken the weans from us. <laughs> they have. They have. Um, so, um, uh, Lorraine is doing the classic thing where she's like, oh, you know, the kids, they need this place, don't they? And this is what I've realised from my experiences today. Um, and then uh, Nikki admits that, you know, I wanted to prove myself to you um, and I wanted to prove myself to the rest of the school that I'm more than just your puppet. And then they succumb to the Kiss Me Lighter. And then we go into the lowest key next time trailer <laughs> Isn't ever. It? The stakes next week are arguments over catering. <laughs> we need to cut 30% of the finances. It's because the drama next week all happens in the final 90 seconds of the show. Yes. And for the first time in its history, it's demonstrated some restraint <laughs> with its next time trailer in not showing us that. <laughs> not showing you know, Grantley looking a bit peaky over and over yeah, again yeah. in the next time trailer. Um, it's a, yeah, it's incredible. It's an incredible next time trailer. <laughs> Yeah. And even like the one after, because obviously next week's next time trailer, they're obviously cut, they've they cut out the big storyline of the week. So you just have Dynasty yelling names. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, this show. Well, that's because we are getting introduced to our actual bad boy of the chunk next week. Oh, okay. In, in Dynasty's returning ex boyfriend. Ah. Uh, Steve O. He's got a, an evil scouse nickname. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. Let's not, let's not say someone called Steve-O is an evil scouse nickname. <laughs> if anything, it's broomy and it's relatively mild-mannered. <laughs> or Australian. <laughs> so yes, that's the end. I don't care. It wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't particularly terrible. Uh, was there any songs in it? <laughs> um, yes, a couple. None of them particularly interesting. All right, we should have to start just, let's just start vamping. Come on. Let's just do whatever we want. You mean you don't have any interest in uh, frantically searching for the name of that song? Um, what a weird title for a song. <laughs> you don't have any interest in Got No Money by Fiddler? No. <laughs> I'm sure there was another one. That's the one I've got on this card. I posted a meme about a song by The Beaches called Blame Brett. Can we do that as like no. an eight series hangover? No. You let me have zero fun. Yeah, that's it. That's how this works. Yeah, all of the best bits of this podcast that you've just heard have been cut out <laughs> because Tom doesn't let me have any fun. And also, he doesn't want me to turn up in court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an anecdote that um, Mark Kermode always tells that an editor asked him to cut a joke out of his book. And uh, he said, oh, why would you cut it out? It's funny. And the editor said, jokes never sound funny in court. <laughs> 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 that's very much the principle by which I am guided when editing this podcast so, would I be okay repeating this joke in front of a jury <laughs> no, could you imagine it though me having to stand up and then they have to explain the full context and then it's just like I, <laughs> I need to take you back to March 2020 <laughs> so what why did you start a podcast about the show Waterloo Road? <laughs> and how many episodes did you do? Or was I just convict me? I yeah, <laughs> I'd rather go to jail with Fergal. <laughs> <laughs>